and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I am your host, the one they all hate, the lawmaker, the big dog, Al McLucas. And today we're going to be going to the next phase of our series and the Mount Rushmore series. It's the commentators, yes. Very interesting. Who are we going to call the best of the best? We're going to be in by play. Play by play. Is it going to be by reaction? Or is it just going to be for a damn right heat? Because we're going to get to that in a minute. But just before we do, we get a bit of housekeeping. So again, please follow us at Suplex Retweet on the socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also get us at eatsleepsuplexretweet.com. We've got loads of articles. You can see our entire back catalogue and all of the amazing shows such as Quiz Showdown, which has just came out this week, as well as Book It and many other shows. And as well as that, you can find us on any platform, there's iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, which is my personal favourite, Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, you can hear us all there. So, now that's done, as I said, this is a Mount Rushmore show, and you need a Mount Rushmore panel. I've got one. Didn't say it was a good panel, though. Starting first... This man, when he talks, he makes you go weak to the knees until you remember one thing. He's related to Stephen Wilson. It's Gary Kernan. Thank you, Alan. You can choose your friends, but can't choose your relatives. And I certainly would not have chosen to be related to Stephen. I don't blame you, mate. I don't blame you. (laughs) How's it going, anyway, mate? You good? Yeah, really good, thank you. Looking forward to talking uh, about this. It's a fun topic we've got, and we've all got different voices of the resonate with us for different reasons and different qualities I think that we look for in commentators so looking forward to talking about this one tonight yeah absolutely I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts and moving on we go to our next panelist now I've sat in this panelist company for a long time but Saturday night watching SummerSlam I noticed she was making a lot of really weird noises and I couldn't understand why then it dawns on you She's the only person in the pod that could actually communicate effectively with R2-D2. Beep, 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 beep. It's Sarah Greaves. Beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> How's it going? Beep, boop, beep, 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 beep. Sarah, are you drunk? I don't speak R2-D2. Dan, do you know? Uh, I think, translator, that's, yes, I am delighted to be on, on this show. I really want to talk about Christian. Wait, hang on. This isn't the show that we're doing? <laughs> ah, good to know. I think the Christian show is still going on just now. Hell um, yes. I wonder what, what was I even saying on Saturday to make me speak like R2 D2. I can't remember that. <laughs> How are you doing anyway? Are you good? I mean I'm a little bit I'm a little bit off my rocker, as always. I don't know what's happened. I mean I'm acting like I'm a pro runner right now and go row 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 row. Oh well, both of you and your thoughts for that mindset. <laughs> Moving swiftly on to our final panellist. I once asked this panellist how he's doing, and he literally gave me a word by word recount of the latest episode of Quiz Showdown. He is my own personal spoiler. It's Dan. How are you doing, Daniel Campbell? I mean, yeah, Quiz Showdown was alright, but you know, it's, it's go watch it on YouTube. I can't even put into words how mental it was, but yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, I've been enjoying today. I've been listening to the wind. The wind has communicated with me. 
and told me that Hillbilly Jim is still giving his Hall of Fame speech, that the Christian show is still ongoing, and that I might need to find a new hobby instead of listening to the wind. You could listen to the Christian show. I could do, yes. Available now on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets, streaming platforms. Oh, well, that was a beautiful little plug there, Dan. Well, thank you for that. But yeah, so as we all know, this is another episode on the Mount Rushmore series and we're doing commentators. And it's quite a heated debate. Um, so we've learned a bit of research like this. There's a lot of people that seem to have the idea of who's the best, but then it's the next ones after it. And it's a quite a big debate about it. So we're going to have that debate to see, is the one everyone expects to be the best, the best? Or is there somebody else out there that we've totally forgot about? Or has somebody else got an idea that, I've already said that, didn't I? Yeah, I said that. I'm just talking nonsense now. Anywho, we'll move on. So all the panels are packed for that should be discussed. And considering the last time she was on this show, she got the wrong end of the stick and she had to start last and none of her picks made it on to the Mount Rushmore. This time, I'm giving her centre stage to make her picks first. Sarah, who are your people that you want to put forward for the Hall of Fame? Um, do I get to do all of them in the one go? If you wish. Yeah. Right, so, my list, starting from top to bottom, because there is one that is, I am willing to die on the hill, and I will take this to the grave, but my picks is starting with the beautiful, beautiful man that is Maro Vanallo. Mm. Clearly, he's a very big favourite when it comes to, especially the new age, of wrestling, I think that he he made NXT just a little bit better than anything else that was going on in WWE. And plus, how long can it take somebody to get a phrase over when it's Maro? Not that long, because Mamma Mia, <laughs> Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia! <laughs> it just it it gets you. You're just like that's a Mamma Mia moment. Mama Mia! Or you know... He's not the dumb oh. guy. He should be the dumb you guy. Okay. Anyway. It's more just the fact that Maro can make anything interesting. I'm like... We spoke about on past, like we have done a show on commentators before, just talking about like the best commentators. Um, and... I'm not too, I remember it being James Murphy that said something, but it can make a match mm-hmm. between like Dolph Ziggler and like a jam sandwich. No, that was me. Aye, <laughs> he said that he could, like what I said, that you know, it can make Dolph Ziggler versus a jam sandwich interesting because. <laughs> You know, it could make anything interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't personally think that the North American title ladder match would have like even been so much better without Maro. Like he just added a little bit of spice, a little bit of spice to it. So Maro Ronaldo is my first pick, and my second pick is uh, Taz, just simply because of his very illustrious career as a commentator and especially now like I find it very very fun to watch Taz um, especially when he is on commentary and doing like managerial roles he's one of the best talkers um, and I think especially because people refuse to obviously wrestle him um, and he had to do something but he was always a really really good talker anyway 
um, and he does do research. He knows how to call a match. He can make things interesting, even just little snippets of different storylines, uh, and also the fact that you you get to watch him every now and again commentate on Dynamite nowadays. Um, but now he's part of the Dynamite, uh, not the Dynamite, the Rampage team. Rampage. Um, and I think uh, just like a wee a wee jump to it because. <laughs> Especially, it's again small little things that just make you laugh. That when they were talking about CM Punk's um, like ice cream bars, all you see is Taz just like going yum 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 yum, like <laughs> stuff with his face, and it, I could not get over it. Um, so just going from like the fact that Taz has commented, he's done pretty much nearly everything. It's like he did. ECW, he's done WWE, I'm pretty sure he did a little bit of WCW at some point, who knows, he probably did. Um, so that's why I was wanting to pick Taz as one of as one of my my picks. Um, and also because I had to change my pick because, you know, one of my other picks was picked by somebody else on this on this show. Um, but it's okay, I'm happy enough to pick Taz. Um, and then my next one is one of the probably the better known voices of wrestling around the world, um, that is Mr. Kevin Kelly. Um, I feel that his time when he when he worked at WWE and then when he worked at Ring of Honor and especially now, he is like the main voice of New Japan. Um, just I think it definitely took a took a dip um, when the pandemic was going on and you couldn't get the English commentary team. That it definitely. Him mixed with like Rocky Romero, you can't ever go wrong in Japan. Um, it, it makes it interesting. He talks and he knows what he's talking about. Um, and also the fact he's not the worst person to listen to. Like there's some commentators out there, you're like, you sound horrible. Why am I listening to you? Because again, you've got to have that smooth, silky voice. Kind of like Gary. Oh, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't help. I need to suck up the Gary. So that's. I think it's more the fact that he, he, again, he's had a really, really long career of doing announcing, like starting out just radio. So again, a negative way to wrestling, and starting all the way from doing like the independent circuits, working with WWE, and then moving over to you know. Ring of Honor, and then and then just becoming like the main guy for New Japan is again one of the better voices that you've got out there. Um, but the one I really want to make my case on, and this is the one that it's the hill I'm willing to die on um, for my pick of Mount Rushmore for commentators has got to be Excalibur. Um, mainly, I think he's a very very underrated commentator. Um, especially since he got brought in to uh, AEW to be one of the commentators, I feel like they're preparing him to take over from JR and be the main commentator because that's what he tends to be doing now. JR just sort of talks here and there about little things, about stuff that he knows, but Excalibur is the one that really leads that team, I feel. Um, and I've never known someone to do all the extreme research like this man. Even if you, even if he clearly doesn't know what he's talking about, at least he's tried um, to understand 
like say people in the past it's like oh well they did this and they did this and also the fact that he knows <laughs> what the moves are called uh, what the actual technical name is mm -hmm. as well as having that connection with a lot of a lot of wrestlers obviously he was a wrestler himself um, and he came around with a lot of the guys that you see him commentating but it's more just the fact that he actually sounds good like you just sometimes get those commentators that you're like the fuck did you just say did that really just come out of your mouth like for an example for watching nxt takeover i was watching it before we um before we came on air and it walter Ilya dragunov and they said the fans have been waiting for this match since it was announced <laughs> Yes, of yes, course they were waiting for it. Of course they were. Exactly, it's like, oh, we've been waiting for this since the match was announced, and you're like, well, of course you were. <laughs> of course you were. So it's it's like small things like that that you very rarely see Excalibur mess up, especially if like if you've got to do the plugs and you've got to do like the switching over or anything as well. He very rarely makes a mistake, and you're just like. I could listen to him call any single match in the world and I would not care. So that is my pick. Those are my picks for my Mount Rushmore. I have Mara Vanello, I have Taz, I have Kevin Kelly, and I have Excalibur. Thank you very much, Sarah. Really good lineup there. Um, and I'm going to come to you first. What's your thoughts on Sarah's lineup? I can't find a lot of fault in it, to be honest. You look at the names you've, you've mentioned. So you have Taz, who, while some may know him more for his ECW career. He commentated on SmackDown for the longest time possible. He commentated on TNA as well, AEW. He's been around there. He's a voice you recognize, and he's very distinct in how he would do things. You know, like whether it was really bad jokes, which I've heard him say a few times, including one that I remember very clearly. He told a joke one time on the pay-per-view that just died on its arse, and Michael Cole's just sat there. Well, anyway, coming up, um, you know, it, it was I, I can't even remember what the subject was it was that bad, but um, he was still one of those voices you recognise very easily, when I think of Smackdown like old school Smackdown it's him and Cole I hear in my head commentating uh, for Kevin Kelly you know, he's, his career speaks for itself, having you know worked Ring of Honor, WWE, New Japan you can't really argue with Kevin Kelly. He's done good. He's done good, KK. He's done. He's done pretty well. Um, Maro is God. I just have to say that. Um, Excalibur. I agree completely with what Sarah said. I definitely feel he could easily be like lead commentator in AEW soon, and the team would just work brilliantly with him, like leading it. It works brilliantly with him now, even still. But he is doing fantastic work in commentary. No, interesting points, man. Thanks very much for the reason. I mean, Gary, what, what's your thoughts on Sarah's picks? It's a really interesting choices. Now, Kevin Kelly is a voice that I haven't heard for some time. Um, I don't proclaim to be an expert in uh, Japanese wrestling in a way that you know I cannot live up to David Campbell's knowledge in this. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> so not. I have to. You know, I have to play ignorance on that one. I, he, I thought he was a, a very solid hand when he was on WWF back in the day. Escalopper, I think, is 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 an interesting choice. I think it's a bit early in his career for for us to be making a case to see he 
belongs a seat at the table. Uh, he's eligible for a seat at the table with the best of the best there. Uh, I think Kaz is a really great shout. He he was a different type of colour commentator. We've seen them, we'll probably talk about some of them, commentators that wear heels or baby faces. Taz to me for I know there was a period of time that when he first started doing it he was a heel and when he was in the Alliance he played that role but for most of his career for me he was more straight laced down the middle he brought a lot of insight into his commentary and the type of way that you see sports pundits these days bringing into their, their game rather than just throwing out cliches along the way so I thought Taz was, a really, was really excellent and he worked well with so many of his partners he had a good partnership with Michael Cole he had a good partnership with Joey Styles. he had a good partnership with JR for that period of time as well and he had to endure working with Mike Adamley and he deserves huge credit for <laughs> that mm-hmm. uh, huge credit for that alone and Mamma Mia Sarah um, you know, how much I miss Maro from NXT so, so much. He had that, you know, if you could bottle his excitement and enthusiasm and sell it, you would make a, you would make a fortune. I used to wa- love watching the clips back that they'd put together the sort of GoPro footage they'd have of Maro reacting to matches. I remember watching that after one of the takeovers. I think the video was on for about six minutes. And I just loved it, just seeing how excited he got. He sort of, you were there with him. His enthusiasm and passion carried across, and he really did make uh, a match better. I just loved, uh, and he's, you know, he has some of the the phrases and the excitement, but he wasn't just somebody who was excitable in commentary. He was knowledgeable as well about the product and he could tell a story he could bring his partners into play he made he i thought he he had a great team on nxt when he had uh, beth phoenix and nigel mcginnis i thought they were a fabulous team even before that when uh, percy watson was there as well i thought he um he done a good job bringing them in and for a play-by-play guy having a you know, three-person commentary booth is challenging, so to bring those people in and play into their different skills. He was just the total package. I, I thought he'd done a great job in SmackDown. SmackDown, when he first came into that, was, you know, on downward slide and he injected a bit of fresh and energy into it. Gutted when he stepped away from that, but delighted when he came into NXT, and I think he is a massive, massive loss to that, to that product. I totally agree with you, mate. I mean, uh, just look, this, just the over kind of echo everyone else has said, Sarah, I think this is phenomenal picks. I mean, I kind of agree to an extent with Gary about Scal, but I think it possibly is too early. Um, you think back at EW at the beginning, he was very green and kind of naive, but he has developed so well. And I totally agree, he will end up replacing JR as a lead commentator. And he's kind of an, a wee, he's like their version, EW's version of Marrow, because when you hear the moves, you can imagine him standing up and jumping as he's saying it. <laughs> you know that? Um, I think it's really entertaining. I think him and Tony Chavon would be absolutely fine without JR, and it would still be really interesting. Uh, even if he brought Taz into that, that equation, it would still be a really interesting dynamic. You know, you get the face, the heel thing. 
Uh, Taz, I think, is possibly one of the absolute best heel commentators in history. He's working TNA, is sublime. Him working with Mike Tenay, Jeremy Borath, absolutely superb. And he's so good. And he actually makes you understand. It's a psychology. He actually comes in and you actually like, oh, you can have to justify why the heel's been a prick. Aye. And you actually start to go, oh, he is right. Aye, he is right. And you start to side with the heel because of the way he. <laughs> turns it and he manipulates it. he's so good at it it's such a skill and there's very few who can do it and Taz is one of the absolute best ever for it he's superb um, I'm going to echo Gary very very to the point because I am not an expert in New Japan like our David Campbell is but I did enjoy him when he was in Smackdown uh, he didn't annoy me I, I could follow the pros everything he was doing he was like he didn't have another ten voice. I quite liked him. Um, I don't know a lot of them since then because I, I haven't really ever kept up with New Japan. I've never really had a chance to watch it, but I respect everything that's happened with New Japan and how he's certainly helped it grow for the English speaking audience. And Arunel, for me, is the heir apparent to JR is the best ever. He is the next one. He's the guy, and he is just <laughs> you run out of things to explain about how you feel about him. It's just <laughs> suppling. And WWE are absolute morons and not doing whatever they needed to keep him. And if he does decide to come back to wrestling, whoever gets him is on to an absolute winner. Uh, so I think they're absolutely incredible picks here. Really, really good picks. Um, so from Cena, I'm going to move to Gary. Gary, let's hear your picks. Or the Mount Rushmore. Let me. Uh, I'm going to start with the the oldest in terms of you know going back time first, and I think this is what is good about these sort of debates is that we you know bring in our you know we, we've all watched wrestling over different eras, and being one of actually being the oldest member of the podcast. <sighs> <laughs> Um, I go back to the classic era of WWF, where I first started, and the voice I grew up with was Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, yeah. Who um, was a voice of authority. He, he was a really good straight man on, on commentary, and he played off against some incredible characters in his commentary. He he had a he had a way with words and um, whether he was naming body parts which i'm not sure i have some of the body parts that he would name during his his commentary he was also very good with some of the phrases he would throw away and he would actually a lot of the phrases that he came up with started uh, them to become trends so he named bret hart the excellence of execution he named the tombstone, um, the tombstone when the Undertaker first used that in WWF TV uh, as well. He had a great enthusiasm and emotion. I remember when you tune in the show and he'd be at the start, he'd be excited. He'd be talking about fans being jam-packed and hanging from the rafters. He was, I thought he was phenomenal in that role so a big shout out to Gorilla Monsoon. My second choice Alan would be one of Gorilla's uh, partners in commentary 
which would be the man who would go on to be the governor of Minnesota, Jesse the Body Ventura, who um, is the original heel commentator, or at least on a national stage. He was the first color commentator that supported the heels, always supported the heels and always justified whatever they were doing. He had a good partnership with, uh, he had a great partnership actually with Vincent Mann as well as Gorilla Monsoon. I thought, think, like, you know, looking back as we have been in the feature shows, looking back at some old product as well, going to go back in it. I think Vince McMahon is an absolutely terrible commentator. Um, but I thought him and, um, and Jesse together were, were great. One of the also things uh, that Jesse had, he had a great voice. He was somebody that was really easy to listen to as well. And, you know, the body managed to, when he became a commentator, still retained his unique look. So not only did he sound unique, he continued with these outlandish uh, uh, outfits, which wasn't really common practice at the time. Most uh, the costumes then were more suits and ties. Then uh, I remember when he, ho- he commentated with Tony Schiavone at the Royal Rumble in 1990 in Orlando when Hulk Hogan won it. Um, he res- he appeared that day with a Mickey Mouse jumper on and Mickey Mouse ears as well. I just thought Jesse the Body Ventura was was absolutely fabulous in, in that role. My third choice is the one and only, the legend that is Bobby the Brain Heenan. He was not the first heel commentator, but what, the, what Heenan brought to commentary was was humour. He was incredibly funny. He was outrageously biased. He was also financially corrupt uh, and would t- easily take bribes of any of the heels. He had a great partnership with uh, Gorilla Monsoon. He was the king of the one-liners as well. I still crack up when I watch SummerSlam, when I watch the match made in heaven from SummerSlam 91 when there's the little girl walking down the aisle, little flower girl, and she's scattering the petals and Gorilla Monsoon and Roddy Roddy Piper are talking about how beautiful she looks. And he then hits it with little litter bug. <laughs> and I still I crack up every time I hear that. He was, when you look back at Royal Rumble victories and Ric Flair's Royal Rumble uh, win and championship victory in 1993, I think Bobby the Brain heated in commentary is like the cherry on top of the cake there. Uh, it's a great performance by Flair, but on commentary, Heenan's cheerleading, his reactions throughout the match when Piper comes out, when he's in danger, he talks about how unfair it is to rip Flair, and then when Flair wins it, he's like a, a kid in a sweet shop. So yeah, I thought he was amazing at that. I also think he deserves a, deserves a shout out for his work when he went over to WCW. I mean, he nearly ruined the Hulk Hogan heel turn there um <laughs> not knowing about that he was uh, i thought he did great work in wcw so my third choice is bobby the brain heenan and then coming up into more recent times um i'm going to go for the voice of the attitude era 
and go for uh, good old JR, Jim Ross, who is, um, I think, the greatest wrestling commentator of all time. He had a, a passion and a love for, for, for wrestling, for the sport, which just came through immensely. He has a he had an excitement that always came through the TV set. He it could be a boring match, but he somehow still managed to make it interesting and get the stories across. He worked so well with so many of the partners. His tagged his partnership with Jerry the King of Lawler is probably the most famous of them. He had um, some great lines. Uh, which will live in live forever. Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, be one of them. Um, as God is my witness, he's broken in half. Will you stop the damn match? <laughs> as well. Uh, or when somebody falls off the ladder, he would be saying, so there'll be somebody sat at home eating a pack of Cheetos, saying, yeah, they know how to fall. How the hell can you learn to fall? Learn to fall my ass. <laughs> Um, he just, I think, makes matches better. And I think one of the testaments to Jim Ross is that WWE tried to replace him so many times, but couldn't, and I don't think have ever replaced him properly. So Jim Ross would be my fourth choice to complete my Mount Rushmore of commentators. So Gorilla Monsoon, Jesse the Body Ventura, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and Jim Ross. That's a, that's a hell of a lineup. Uh, I'm going to open it up to you know Sarah Dan. What's your what's your thoughts on Gary's lineup? I mean, I've already admitted that I don't really know much about like Bobby the Brain Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon etc. Because um, I never watched wrestling um, and I haven't watched like a lot of a lot of older like clips and everything. So I I couldn't really give too much of an opinion i mean all i know is that they they are all considered legends um and we have talked about them on the past show that we like a couple of years ago and i can't even remember half the things we talked about on that show for commentators but i do know that they did have a very illustrious career and that people do tend to mention gorilla monsoon and uh, Etc. Like the only one I could ever really commentate on, or if I commentate, <laughs> pun intended. The one I can really comment on is Jr. Um, just because like Jr. seems to be like the voice you knew growing up. Like everyone knows Jr.'s voice from anywhere. Like I remember well before I even got back into watching wrestling that there was. Um, like the New Year version for World of Sport um, yeah. and it was one before they did the actual reinvention of it it was just like I think it was like a one-off and yeah. I walked in my dad was sitting watching it and I'm like is that JR? and I, honestly I had they've been watching wrestling for years but that Nate that voice it still stays in your mind it's like Maro has got the voice that never leaves you and that everybody seems to know this voice of JR um, and everyone makes like the biggest deal about him commentating which is why like when they brought him to AEW I was a little bit I'm still a bit skeptical of him just I think more or less that he's just a bit older now um, and maybe not quite with the current product as much um, 
but that's not that doesn't take anything away from the fact that he is good old JR. Like everybody knows JR, and I would say like out of everyone that would probably pick JR is obviously a shoe in for the Mount Rushmore of uh, commentators. Like he just everyone knows him, everyone loves him, and it's when he does decide to actually step away, like for good, everyone's going to be like, oh. That's so sad. Come back. You know, it's it, it's a good. It's definitely like really really good picks. Like I've heard of them all. There's just only one that I actually know. <laughs> Fair enough. What about yourself, Dan? What's your thoughts? Well, I you, you'd be very hard pressed not to put Gorilla Monsoon on that Mount Rushmore, in my opinion. He's definitely one of the people that I think should be on it. Um, you think of the things he has said, that soundbite from WrestleMania 3, the irresistible force meets the immovable object. You hear it in so many promo packages looking back at WrestleMania. Uh, JR is, you know, he's another shoo-in, if you ask me. He's, it's just, you cannot go wrong at all with hearing him on commentary. Like, he's commented some iconic moments you know, sound bites of his own, like Gary mentioned. Um, you know, the like the like like he's. I forgot. I forgot. Even the sound bite was from King of the Ring. There, damn. Uh, oh yeah, with God, my witness is broken in half. And then, even going back earlier that year, the Austin era has begun. Mm-hmm. You know, he's done so much. Um, or like Michaels when he won the title. Do you believe in miracles? Well, like, he's he, he's he's gold. Uh, Jesse Ventura um, he once interviewed Donald Trump at WrestleMania 20 and said do you think there should be a wrestler in the White House in 2008 and they weren't quite there but America did smell what Barack was cooking Um, (coughs) and yes I did spend the last five minutes thinking of that joke moving on (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I just it it had to it's like when they did that match Barack versus uh Hillary, but time on Raw, um, and the the last pick as well, Bobby Heenan. Um, Bobby Heenan was that like sharp with his wit; you could not go bad with it at all. He got inducted into the Hall of Fame the same year Pete Rose did, and actually roasted Pete Rose at the Hall of Fame for it during his speech. Yeah. Just like he took a moment and just go, oh, by the way, um, I have a confession to make. I bet on wrestling. <laughs> and just the whole audience laughs and Pete Rose damn near dies of laughter and oh my god I wish we could I wish we could like some find some way to, to get Heenan like pluck him from the 90s bring him into now because I would just love to hear what he would say with some of the people that we have nowadays but, you know I was listening to um, Eric Bischoff's podcast and there was a Q&A in it and somebody say, uh, said did you ever consider having Heenan lead the WCW charge against Hulk Hogan's NWO and Heenan could come out and say uh, everything I've told you over these years about Hulk Hogan is absolutely true? <laughs> and Bischoff said, oh, I wish I'd thought of that. Oh, <laughs> that, would no! so, that would have been so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dan, on you go. No, I was just laughing at that. Though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my own personal opinion, there is no weakness in Gary's picks. 
at all. Um, I think you've perfect balance. You get two faces, two heels. Um, get all Monson, it's just his voice you hear when Hogan goes to slam Andre. It's just his voice as well. I think his voice is just so captivating. Never mind you know, what he's actually saying, just listening to his voice. It's a bit like Mauro and a bit like JR. The voice, you can just sit and listen to it. It's like, how I listen to Gary. Gary can call, just call me horrible things like before. And I've just had him like, oh. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Swoon. <laughs> You know, <laughs> <laughs> just, like what you guys are like. I mean, you know, Bobby the Brain. He didn't. I mean, the name says it all. He was so witty, so well done. The heel work was just superb. The the weirdest thing I always found about like just going through and like Jesse Body Ventura when he was a special guest referee at SummerSlam '99. Yeah. I'm like, I might be a heel. See, when I was younger, I didn't really know him as sort of. The heel face thing. I just remember my dad saying to me, as a son of a guy wrestling, he goes, my dad doesn't really know much about wrestling. He, he knows who Hulk Hogan is, he knows who the big scroll dog is, but he knew Jesse's boy. And he went, that guy used to be a wrestler, and wait, you see this guy, and wait, you see what he's going to do. And I'm like, hi, hi. And then watching it, it was, it was really, really good, but he's quality it's just flawless. I mean, they're all so good, but in JR, for me, is the GOAT. But he's the goat. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, these so-called mistakes he keeps making at AEW, he's earned the right to make those mistakes. He's carried commentary for you know 30 years at least. He's just he's been there, seen it, done it all. You know, I think he's taking it as a transitional thing to try and get it's like Excalibur, Tony Schiavone gel. Maybe bring Paz in, and then you're talking about Paul White, Mark Henry also getting brought. He's there it's saying Jericho. Jericho <laughs> to to guide them, mould them, and then he can just take a step back. I mean, there's just no fault. And I mean, Gary, you mentioned about some of JR's famous liners. My personal favourite, I'm so glad to see it, but I, you've got to see it like him, is God, that man has a family when he's getting jumped out of it. You've got to see it like him. And I'm not even going to kid on and say that was a good impression because I know it's shite. But you just wouldn't even say, you're like, you're right, you're right, yeah, he's got a family. It's like he just—he just got you so animated, and like you watched JR talking, it was a bit like Mauro. You had to see him like he's using his body to convey the message, and that's what I loved about him. That's why I was so passionate about the commentators because we've all been to wrestling shows, right? But we're live in the audience. We don't get the the benefit of getting here, like when you're talking about like an ICW here. You don't get to hear Billy because he's he's yeah. talking, and normally we'd be maybe on the other side of the room. Whereas the commentators can make it, and it's like, you know, you can be watching a dumb match. If you are really good commentary team, they can really pull it through because you're seeing poor pay per views, and the commentary team just keep pulling you through. And like that lineup, Gary, it, it's just sublime. I just can't find a fault with it. It's just, it, it makes it very hard. Like, because like part of me is like, I would just put them in the Mount Rush one now, but then like, Liz Mal, you know, and all the other people sort of come. You're just like it's such a strong lineup. So I'm jealous. You got your first super. So that being said, finally moving on to Dan. Dan, we're going to have your picks now. Yes, and uh, just like we were saying before about Jr. making mistakes, I'm not going to make any mistakes here on WWE Dynamite. Moving on. So, <coughs> so in terms of my Mount Rushmore. 
I look at voices who are a, a standard in their company. So the one that I'm going to name is like he's worked his ass off to get commentary the way it is in WWE right now, and he deserves a lot of rec- recognition for it. And it is Michael Cole. People will roll their eyes and go, "But that was the guy with the coal mine. That was the guy who did all like." this way like that stupid character arc aside with him he still made you hate him he did his job as a commentator but then you put him on the flip side of the things he has had to deal with over the years he had to deal with Jerry Lawler almost dying right beside him and yet he still pulled a blinder on the bits he was able to do to keep himself so composed and to keep the audience at home aware of Jerry's condition I cannot fault Michael Cole in any way he has done some brilliant calls, apart from for the love of mankind, but he is a brilliant voice. He's again, like I mentioned with Taz earlier, one of the two I hear in my head when I think old school SmackDown, and even just nowadays going into WWE as it is right now. Another pick, uh, another kind of old school pick. He's one of the ones I think of when it comes to early 2000s uh, Raw and WWE in general, and that is Paul Heyman. <laughs> Can you really argue with Paul Heyman when he opens his mouth? No, you cannot. So, like, he, even in the times where he would, you know, he would, he could just make you, like, love the heels, which was something that very few heel, like, heel commentators can do. Heyman just had it down to an art, a lot like Bobby Heenan. I couldn't, like, anytime I watch any old stuff and there's Paul Heyman commentating, I'll listen. I can't argue with Uncle Polly. I enjoy hearing Uncle Polly. Give us more Uncle Polly. How dare you take him off talking smack? Then you get onto some other voices. Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone is Bay. In fact, I've had a Dutch friend of mine tell me I look like a young Tony Schiavone. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> yeah, I look like, uh, like I mean, if I, if it was young Tony Schiavone when he didn't have the beard, then I don't look anything like that. With the beard, I get close. Um, Tony Schiavone is just one of the best voices ever. He has commentated so many golden moments for WCW. He's had put up for a lot of shit from WCW, admittedly with half the booking, but he still made you listen to it. He still made you enjoy it. His commentary work in the AEW so far, just incredible. And his friendship with Britt Baker, top notch. Sarah, motion in the heart on screen right now, that says much. And my last pick, bit of a blinder pick, because I'm going to Impact and TNA for this one, and I'm picking Mike Tenay. Now, Tanae did commentate in WCW, and he was there for more like the latter half of WCW, but he commentated TNA pretty much from its inception right up until, like, I want to say maybe 2013 or thereabouts. He is he was the voice of TNA. Like, he had Don West, who was a great foil term to work with, but Tanae, to me, was the voice of TNA. And I absolutely loved hearing everything he would say on the show he gave you brilliant insight into the matches and the story you can't fault him in either way so my Mount Rushmore uh, Michael Cole, Tony Schiavone uh, Mike Tenay Paul Heyman and if that's not good for you then I put forward Mike Adamley Mike Adamley, Mike Adamley (laughs) and Mike Adamley (laughs) Sarah will come to you after that so, what do you want to put forward? 
I mean, first of all, I had to ask who Mike Adamley was to Daniel before <laughs> I got on because I had no idea who he was. So was Would like, you like a quick that? rundown of how bad no, it was? No, I've him. been told and it's okay. But I was just like, who dead? Um, no, I have an edict to read out. You will face Jeff Harvey. Right. Um, well, so going on Daniel's fix, um, see Michael Cole again, he's one that you just know. Like, he's carried the commentary for WWE for so, so long. And yeah, his Cole mind was a bit questionable, but at the same time, it was fucking hilarious. His rivalry with Jerry the King Lawler, like that, just sitting in his own wee booth at SummerSlam and, you know, He's like, I'm untouchable in here. Oh, shit. <laughs> and it's small things like that, or, you know, being the voice of the anonymous GM for Raw. <sighs> that as well. Like, whenever he did actually have to play a heel, he was great at it. Like, because again, the whole purpose of a heel is to make you hate them. Not, I mean, there is like a lot of heels that you love, and then a lot of heels that you love to hate, but then you just hated them, and you're like, oh, he's prick but that was the point and it's not like he didn't even know he still knew what he was talking about it's just it was sly comments which nowadays you get Corey Graves like when him and Byron Saxon's like shut up Byron it's the small things like that that you just you just start laughing because especially if the match is slow it takes away you're just like ah, ah, oh my god something happened here like it, it breaks everything up um, who else did you pick? Tony Schiavone. <laughs> I, was, I was like, too busy thinking, I can't, I'm like, yes, totally. <laughs> it distracted me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, again, you can't go wrong with Tony. Like, I've only just been watching like a lot of older uh, WWE, WWF, WCW stuff when like, and even Daniel went, do you know who that is? And I went, Nope, no clue. Anyway, that's Tony Schiavone. I was like, oh, no way. Like, <laughs> honestly, you should just get me watching like old wrestling matches that I've never seen before. And I'm like, oh, no way. You should have seen me watching Desmond Wolf. And I was like, oh my God, I did not know that that was, you know. I'm just going to make like, a note for a YouTube series. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, Tony is another one. He's so lovable. Um, I can't comment too much on like the older stuff. Obviously, I only really know him since he got brought to AW and even just doing interviews. Um, the just like his expressions, and it's the small things as well, like his rivalry with Don Callis, and you know, Shabs gave on. And I was like, I'm going to channel my inner Jericho because I think like Jericho, one of these years when he steps away, will become one of the best commentators in the world, like without a shadow of a doubt, like today. I've only really seen him a couple of times. Like he got brought back for a couple of impact pay-per-views. Um and he just captivates you. Like you you're just sitting there going, You're actually really, really good. And this is like even of the time when you had things like Aces and Eights and just, he still carried it despite the horribleness of Aces and Eights. And Jeff Jarrett's reign of terror. 
leave Jeff Jarrett out of this. He's the king of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> leave him out of this. <laughs> um, but again, he knew what he was talking about. Like he knew how to bring the storyline into everything and carry it on, as well as reminding you that wrestling is a sport. At the same time, like it's not just like the theatre and everything. Like, it's still a sport. And you made you feel like you was like, yeah, I'm a sports fan. I'm watching wrestling. You know, total bowling for soaps. Like, I'm, I think I've gone mad, guys. Um, and <laughs> Paul, Paul Heyman, you can't disagree. Like, Daniel's right, you can't disagree with Paul Heyman. But you're just, as soon as he has the mic in his, in his hand, and you're like, yeah, Paul's going to talk. <laughs> And it's felt you don't know what's going to come out of his mouth unless he's introducing Brock Lesnar, obviously. Um, but even when he sits on commentary, you don't know what's going to come out of his mouth and he can just get away with anything. And you're just like, I can't believe he just said that. I agree, but I can't believe he just said that. And you're like, did Paul Heyman say that? I agree with Paul Heyman. I'm a Paul Heyman guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm a Paul Heyman girl. I'm sorry. It's like, I. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was I, I remember just quickly about him and I just remembered there Taker and Triple H at Mania 17 uh, the referee does a slow count Taker is pissed and for whatever reason decides to elbow the referee and Heyman just starts going he's assaulting the referee how could you assault the referee <laughs> it's, I, it's small thing. Like, I do remember that actually but I don't remember I watched it and now I remember yeah. it um, but yeah it, it's, it's a small thing that you're just like that as a, a, a usual human being, I mean, uh, that's the kind of stuff that I pick up on. It's like the small things. He's like, ah, he did that. How did you not see it, Red? <laughs> Thinking that you know what you're talking about, and I'm going to lie down. <sighs> <laughs> um, okay. Oh, no, Gary, what's your thoughts on Dan's match? Mike Adamley was very good on American Gladiators back in the day and he did a really good job co-hosting the International Gladiators with Alika Johnson. If anybody's not seen that, you should definitely go and check it out. I'm sure it'll kick on YouTube somewhere. You're lucky I didn't actually sit and swig my juice there, otherwise that would have been everywhere. Where's my straw, just in case? Yeah, he was. They were fab at that. The Gladiators was such a class show as well, and such a such a banging theme song as well. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, what were we? To, oh yeah, commentators. Um, <laughs> I uh, Paul Heyman in WrestleMania 17. I think we've we've discussed before. Uh, it is like the goal of WrestleManias. It's such a great show, and Paul Heyman is a part of that, in my opinion. He knows how to, you know, elevate things at times. I remember in that show when it came to the the main event, Rock and Austin, he seems to like quieten right down, and then just says, "Ladies and gentlemen, it's now the main event," and you're like, "Oh yeah." ready to go there. I also thought he was good, a great partner with JR then. I think he JR and the King had got into their groove and then Heyman came along and like wiped everything off the fucking table, <laughs> shook things up and uh, would rile JR up in commentary. And I thought they were I thought they were great there. And it's interesting that run that he had on on WWF television as a co- commentator, a colour commentator, I think went from 
WrestleMania to Survivor Series, and yet all these years later, people still talk about it. Didn't even last a year. I know he commentated on WCW before that with JR uh, and was very good then as well. Um, but that's how impactful Paul Heyman's turn running commentary was. Mike Tenay, um I think when you look at like when you look back at Mike Tenay on WCW, he was the the third man of that announce booth. But and I thought Bischoff was really clever with this, how he would like he would change people. So um, Tenay would do. I think he did like the first hour of the show, and then. Uh, Bobby Heenan came in and replaced them. I can't remember the exact changeover, but he wasn't always on the shows all the time. I don't think he was, at least anyway. Maybe getting mixed up. Um, but he, his role was kind of like of an analyst. And then he went to TNA and he became a lead commentator. So two really different roles to play. And I thought he played them both really well. Incredibly knowledgeable about the product. And that came across the heads of nickname, The Professor incredibly knowledgeable about that and he was I think one of the MVPs of TNA and I think a really worthy name to be in the in the mix here as well and I think um, some people are surprised that he was given that lead role in TNA and that they didn't go and try and get a Tony Schiavone to do that um, I think Tony Schiavone, I always thought Tony Schiavone had a really unique voice as well and he is incredibly well spoken and the job he did at WCW, he deserves incredible credit for that because yes they did a lot of things well in the late 90s but they did a lot of stuff really bad and he refers to that last couple of years of WCW as the promotion being a coffin and wheels and he had to try and explain some of the craziness that they were doing back then as well. I think uh, your last choice about Michael Cole, Michael Cole's always going to be a polarising character and Bruce Pritchard says that people probably won't appreciate Michael Cole until he's gone, which I think is probably a, a, an element of truth in that there. Michael Cole gets a lot of hate thrown on him because he's not JR. And he, he was trying, you know, WWE tried to give us Michael Cole when we wanted JR. And the role that he plays now is different to the role that he played on SmackDown. And the role the commentators now is different to the roles of most of the people we have spoken about this evening. They have to play, there's less calling of the matches and more telling you of the stories uh, along the way and other information that they have to get across. Now, Michael Cole, um, I would have a hard time supporting Michael Cole's being on this Mount Rushmore, but I need to give credit. I thought he was very good in SmackDown and he has uh, some memorable calls. I think Heist of the Century is probably mm. his probably most iconic one for me, for me he deserves huge credit for the way he dealt with uh, Jerry the King Lawler's uh, really tragic uh, heart attack then but I think Michael Cole showed in the first UK Championship tournament that actually he when he's allowed to do it 
he could be a very, very good commentator. I thought he was excellent that night. And unfortunately, that's the side of Michael Cole that we don't get to see that often. But he plays the, you know, he does the job, or runs the plays that the coach calls for. And WWF value him and rate him incredibly, sorry, WWE rate and value him incredibly highly. Otherwise, he wouldn't still be there after, what, 20 years? of doing it, he's added longevity and uh, that is unparalleled and shows no sign of stopping anytime soon. You know, he's uh, another vote of confidence for him when he's moved to be the, the lead announcer on SmackDown, which is clearly now the WWF's, uh, WWE, sorry, it's uh, a show. I keep, because I keep talking about WWF so much earlier on, I keep falling back into it now. So I think some some really, really good choices, Daniel and Mike Adderley, American Gladiator, hero. Mm-hmm. You cannot fault any of them at all, if you ask me. And Michael Cole, I'm sure he won't mind us objecting there from him, but... Can I have your attention, please? <laughs> I have just received an email from Michael Cole. It says... It says, put me on the Mount Rushmore, I've got your cats. I don't have any cats, so you can skin the fuckers, bro. Well, you know, since we're all dog people here. I know. <laughs> no, I am. Um... Sorry. I'm just gonna text. I'm just gonna text Pamela. Make sure our cats are okay. <laughs> I know. Save it on my dog, but like get my fucking dog back. <laughs> I would die for a dog. All right. Yeah, so would I actually, to be fair. Um, Dan, on your picks, I think they're all very, very, very strong. Um, I agree with Gary. I think when it comes to Michael Cole, we're not going to really appreciate him until he's gone. I mean, um, when Jerry was actually having his heart attack, they kept the health, they also kept the camera away so you couldn't see the kept in the ring. And what shows how good Cole was, as he was able to take instructions from McMahon, he's having to watch King being resuscitated and he's trying to watch the match as well and commentate play by play. If watching from the telly, you have no clue what's happening. That's how good he is. Um, again, I'll sound like I'm just echoing everything Gary says, but I'm, I agree with He's, I don't know if he's going to be a Mount Rushmore worthy, he may be, but he's certainly, if he's going to, if Mount Rushmore went to a fifth, I think he'd be a very strong candidate if that was the case. Uh, Paul Heyman, the guy just can't seem to do anything wrong in wrestling. Where it's a commentator, I mean, he, he's the voice of the invasion angle. He was just incredible. And just even the way he reacted, as Gary mentioned, right before the main event at 17, even the way he started talking as the invaders, uh, the alliance started to look, I call the alliance, I just, I just need my team at work. Well, that's depressing. Um, when the Alliance are starting to lose at SummerSlam, when the Rock finally pins Austin, and that's the end of the Alliance, the, his reactions to it, although he was mainly his body lines, his facial expression, it was just incredible. Um, you in 30 years' time, again, I can echo everything that's been said, he's absolutely superb, Tony Schiavone. Um, he's done so well in AEW, you know, and he's just one of the, he's actually probably one of the most over people in that company. Never mind just like being a commentator and being a good company. He's actually so over with the fans. Uh, it, it just shows how well he's done in that role. 
he's done so well and I'm really happy and I really enjoy listening to him and I think Mike Tanae is an absolute gem of pick because him and Taz are TNA's version of JR King superb they just went together like a hand in a glove they worked off each other so well and you know for me Impact died TNA Impact died kind of when he started to be phased out because his call on the matches he had been trained against the voice I'm a big thing about voices he, he just had the attention and he was just sensational and it's absolutely I think they're all really strong picks Dan. really strong picks really really good picks Bye, thank you you're welcome so, for the first time ever, I'm actually going to get picks in the Mount Mushroom series. Um, yes, alright. <laughs> oh, not that again. <laughs> now, granted, uh, a lot of the big ones have been taken, so bear with me on this, but I've, I think I've still got a good lineup here. Um, so, I'm, as I mentioned in Mike today, I'm going to keep it in TNA. I'm going to mention first pick Jeremy Borash. And uh, the first, there's only person in my picks I've actually personally met, lovely chap. Uh, I thought he did very, very well when called upon. It wasn't all the time, it maybe for specific matches, but you know, when he did do it, he had the animation, he had the timing, his pace, his pitch, he was spot on. Again, he's no Mike today, but then there only is one Mike today. I thought he was really strong, really inter- interesting kept you involved and he had really good chemistry with Taz and even when some of the wrestlers would come up and charge him like an Aces Nates angle and Billy Ray would come up and try and intimidate him he had such good chemistry with the wrestlers and it was almost believable it was so well done I think he was I think he was a brilliant commentator and I think he's worthy of at least discussed shall we say in this angle uh, my next pick for me has to be you know you can't have a cheese toasty without a bit of butter. You need cheese toasted the butter in. You need you're gonna have Jim Ross going in, you need to have the king going in. Jerry Lola has to go in. Jerry Lola for me is possibly the greatest heel commentator ever. Just watching the attitude angle. He would just make up the biggest load of pressure to try and prove a point. Even if it's fall flat in his face, he just wouldn't digress. He wouldn't turn from it and he would start to spin it. And again, it's kinda like you know, we were saying um, about Taz earlier on. You actually start to believe him and go with it. And I absolutely love Jerry Law. But my favorite thing about Jerry Law is seeing those stupid one-liner jokes, which I see a lot of people give him heat for online. I wish I could be that smart, that quick to come up with something like that. I mean, just even writing the buns for you tonight, I was like, yeah, all right, they're nothing special, you know. But he can do that on the cuff, you know, and it's all improvised and he's so clever, so talented. But I think he's really, really good. And anyone he's kind of worked with, he's always had a good chemistry. I think he's always been able to make it work with JR, with Michael Cole. You know, even when he came on to help, uh, like my next pick, Tom Phillips, whatever, he always had the chemistry. He never really seen him struggle with anyone. And that's why I always liked Jerry Law. And that's why I think he's certainly worthy of being in the Mount much more. Because I think he just, he just managed to work with whoever he was sat beside. And he always did it so well. Um, as I just recently mentioned, Tom Phillips. I think Tom Phillips did really well coming in, especially after you know, Mauro uh, moved away from the main roster. I thought Tom did very, very well in commentating uh, on SmackDown, especially some of the pay-per-views. I think him and Corey worked very well together. Um, 
he he was entertaining, he was interesting, he found him quite captivating. And because he was a fairly young guy, you know, you thought there might be a bit of longevity here. You know, he could could this guy end up becoming the next GR, you no, know, next Maro, you know, next, you know, Gorilla Monsoon. He had all this time ahead of him and he still may, he might not obviously we know he's not a WWE anymore, but there's nothing to say he could be like an impact. New Japan, AEW, he can go anywhere, but he's so good, and I really, really enjoyed listening to him. And uh, it actually made SmackDown when it was poor, bearable listening to him. Um, and my final pick, uh, purely for the voice, I mean, I think he's possibly the most captivating voice in all commentary in wrestling, Mean Gene Oakland. I know Mean Gene is most is known mostly for you know an interviewer, but when he did do his commentary work, he was superb and he's a brilliant straight man. He said it as it was, always working for the faces, and I just absolutely adored listening to him. And, you know, that voice is like Gary, just listen to it all day. <laughs> I, I just love it. Doesn't matter what he's saying, he can just sit there and listen. And he's every, every small stature. He commanded that respect and everyone, everyone respected him. And I think that is, well, not just Hall of Fame worthy, but also Mount Rushmore worthy. So that's my picks on Mount Rushmore. So I'll leave it to yourself to see what your thoughts are. I think Tom Phillips is an interesting uh, choice, Alan. And I, th- I think I think you're right to say say uh, credit where credit's due. He did NXT, did SmackDown, was then shifted to NXT UK when they did the change up the commentators and we got Vic Joseph and uh, Dio Madden with the King on Raw. Tom Phillips was drafted back in then and I thought done a good job, a very good job. I think he was very hard done by to be moved off SmackDown and then incredibly hard done by to be removed from Raw in favour of Adnan Phillips, is that? No, no, what was that? Adnan Vink there. I think he was uh, treated very harshly there. I thought he did a, a a very good job there. And the Mean Gene Oakland, the, you know, the, my only memory of Mean Gene on commentary is from Mania 17. Because I remember him more as a as as an interviewer, and he was fabulous at that role. Incredibly well spoken, very intel, uh, intelligent, clever, witty, funny. But also, he played this role with the heels that he would, you know, he would get in their face and he would ask them the questions. Because um, nobody was ever going to beat Mean Gene's ass, really. Um, so good, good shouts there, and then Jeremy Borash. Um, he he's one of the one of the real stalwarts of of Impact of TNA, whatever you want to call it. He he worked his socks off for that for that promotion and did whatever job he was asked to do and did it incredibly well. I'll I'll throw my hat in next. Uh, or sorry, Sarah Jogger first. I mean, no, because all I heard when it came to Jerry Lawler was cheese toasty. So. <laughs> How could I have forgot to comment on the King as well? And I think um, Jim Ross would have said or has said that he was the star of their team. I don't quite agree with him. But yes, the King in the early days was, was fabulous. 
um, absolutely fabulous at, at his role. Sorry, Sarah. I want a cheap toastie. Damn it, Alan! <laughs> Damn it! So we've recorded this is half past nine at night, and I want a cheese toastie. <laughs> I mean, okay then. Oh, but no, <laughs> all fairness, when it comes to um, like me and Jean, I can't really say anything um, because I never heard him commentate apart from that one match at Mania 17, which I only watched for the first time a few months ago. I'm oh, sorry, guys. Oh. I know. <laughs> I know. The fuck, judge me <laughs> oh you'll be majorly judged <laughs> uh, uh, no well I was going to say I'd watched it like all the way through for the first time like I'd seen like matches but not the full thing because I, fe- I tend to fall asleep when the TV's on I fall asleep I like sleeping I like napping <laughs> um, <laughs> so me and Jane I can't really comment on but like that, that like for WrestleMania 17 it was it was good um, again, it has like some distinctive voice that again you're just like, yeah, that that's that's me and Jean. You can't you can't turn around and say, oh no, that's that's someone else. And you're like, like there's some people that their voices can maybe get confused with each other, but me and Jean, you're just like, no, no, that's me and Jean. I know that voice. Everyone knows that voice. Sarah, do you know how I've met Christian? I don't think I've ever mentioned this to you before. <laughs> I met I met I've met me and Jean Oakland before as well. Oh, I completely lost my train of thought there. <laughs> you off, I think Tom Phillips. Tom, Tom Phillips is a good one, actually. Like especially for more modern day, um, because again, he developed from doing backstage commentating and backstage interviewing to being like one of the main commentators. Of obviously, like he's, he did two or five live. He's done SmackDown. He's done NXT. He's done he's obviously like NXT UK as well. But again, he just has it's a powerful and like a strong voice that you need for a main commentator. And like this is why I thought that like when they brought in Tom Phillips, which obviously he he was done dirty. Right, everyone knows that he was done dirty. And, you know. I prefer him over, you know, Mike Grome, but that's just my cup of tea. Um, that you need like that sort of strong voice to the lead, especially if you're going to be the play-by-play guy, um, or even just making sure that you've got like your color commentator knows what he's doing, and then like your analyst or whoever's on your other side is going to be like knowing what they're doing. Tom Phillips was really good, and I was actually majorly surprised. Um, like I was, I was a bit skeptical at first, as you always are when a new commentator comes in. Um, like we all, we were all hating, especially me, on Pat McAfee when he was first brought to to WWE. And now, obviously, he's one of my favourites. Like I just love him. I love him so much, and yet I hated him the first time I seen him. Um, so, like that's all that I can I can really contribute. Is that Tom Phillips was done dirty, and that I'm surprised he's not found something elsewhere by now. Like I'm really, really surprised that somebody, even like Impact, have not picked him up because currently, like the duo of D'Lo Brown and Matt Stryker, they're a good, they're a good combo. But maybe if you had like somebody else coming in, and because let's just face it, Josh Matthews is is awful. 
and we had to deal with Josh Matthews for a long time. <sighs> well, fair enough. Thanks for your points, you um, Dan? Uh, Tom Phillips, I like to me, I like he, he was a good commentator. I don't think he's in the conversation for a Mint Rushmore, to be honest. If he can get somewhere else and, you know, have a lot more time to commentate, you know, I reckon he could then go into contention, but just at the moment, just not for me just now. Um, Jerry Lawler, uh, the, the, the the jokes just drove Puppies. me mad at times. Puppies! And that as well. Um, like, I remember him more for puppies jokes and hosting the bloody bikini contest more than anything else and being a right down perv and that as well um but given you know obviously the credibility of him as a hall of famer and as you know a man who's synonymous with wrestling for a lot of people you know yeah he was one of those voices that you hear all the time on raw just hot take i maybe don't think mount rushmore for him i'm being honest uh just checking your other two picks again, uh, remind me. Tom Phillips, Jimmy Borash, Mean Gene O'Connor and Jerry Lawler. Uh, Borash, I didn't hear a lot of him in commentary, to be fair. But I know him more as a ring announcer and as a producer. Um, we know obviously his producing work, he's done well with the cinematic matches, particularly all the stuff from Matt Hardy and Impact, even as recently stuff like the Boneyard match. Commentary-wise, I couldn't tell you anything to be honest. Mean Gene, again, I only ever remember him voicing the, like, doing the commentary for the, the Legends Battle Royal at Mania. And the one thing I remember more from that match is um, uh, Iron Sheep making his entrance and Bobby Heenan saying, by the time he gets to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania 38. It's, yeah. we're, we're not far away from Mania 38 now, so he might actually get to the ring. Um, but, yeah, I just, I, I I don't know how I feel about those picks, to be fair. Maybe not quite Mount Rushmore names, in my opinion. It's because we got all the good ones. Precisely. Yeah, oh. Dan. It's all your fault. <laughs> well, you had this goal first before you. <laughs> You're supposed to pick a trap lot and give me a chance. God's sake. <laughs> well, if you want us to do that, you should have told us to pick the worst. I did. Did you not get a memo? That's all. But anyway, no, all seriousness, so thank you for your thoughts. I really appreciate them. So, just before we actually get into the debate now about who's going in, I just want to go over some of the listeners' picks. So, uh, I'm not be able to name everyone, but I'll just start with a resident, you know, GOAT, uh, David Campbell. JR, Brain, Cole, Tony, great shouts. Uh, Brendan Doyle, Kevin Kelly, Jim Ross, Nigel McGuinness, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. What do you think of Nigel McGuinness? I love Nigel McGuinness on commentary. I miss Nigel. I don't I know why him. he's been sort of removed off the main NXT show. Um, so I think he's a far superior commentator than uh, Wade Barrett. I think he's a great, he's a great shout, but me personally, just not quite Hall of like Mount Rushmore. But better, he was Barrett. a better wrestler than a commentator. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Uh, we've got Stephen Strachan, JR, Mike Denny, Jerry Law, and Joey Styles. Joey Styles, nobody's mentioned him yet. Oh Who my dat? god! Who that? Um, we've also got Alan Laurie, Bobby Heenan, JR Cole, and again, you said again, Joey Styles. 
uh, is trying to, and we've got Sean, Aaron Smith, JR, Tony Shimoni, Bobby Keenan, and Don West. Ah, mm. uh, Don West. A bundle of energy. Can Don sell West. you a good t-shirt. Yes, a great salesman. <laughs> well, there was a lot more, but actually, thanks very much to everyone who took the time to give their opinions. And now we're going to go into the debate of who actually will be in the Mount Rushmore of commentators. So, I'm just going to put the first name forward. I'm pretty positive everyone's going to agree. Jim Ross is definitely in. Good old JR. Yep. Oops. Yes. I don't see how we could have a credible Mount Rushmore. Exactly. And not have Jim Ross on it. Agreed. All right, so number one is sorted. Jim Ross, good old JR, is in the Mount Rushmore. So, based on everyone's thoughts, everything we mentioned, who's next? Who's willing to pipe up and fight for it? Maru. Uh, yeah, Sarah, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going Maru. to say, I would Maru. give it back to Sarah. Maru for Maru. Yeah, I totally agree. Maru is here at hand. So I'm happy. So I think this debate is going to be a quick one, actually. Easy. <laughs> yes. The only thing I would say, again, doesn't matter because it's three to universe said no to it, it'd be three to one, is. For me, that means you're talking to your girl, and soon Jesse the body or Bobby the brain isn't going in. Mm. That, that's yeah. all. But even if I, even if I don't turn and say, no, oh, he's up three to one, so he's in. <laughs> and I think love him. <laughs> so, who's next? I'll, I'll throw a name in. <laughs> and it's not Mike Adamley, contrary to popular belief. <gasps> um, <laughs> Shocker! How dare you? Sorry, not shocker. Shock master. That's for you, Kwaku. Um, <laughs> I would say for the next one. So we've named two predominantly babyface commentators, and I believe Alan, you want us to try and do two face, two heel, right? No, that's my personal belief. I think we should have a balance. That, but if that's not what everybody agrees on, that's fine. Mm. But that's my own personal belief for the commentators. It should be two, two, but. Uh, again, it goes by democracy, so everyone yep. um, But I would, I would like to at least keep a heel on there, so I'll put Bobby Heenan. I mean, I can't disagree with Bobby Heenan, considering he was one of the names I put forward. Sarah? I mean, Bobby Heenan's a good pick, but when it comes to heel commentators, I've always got to go with Taz. <laughs> not, not because he's my pick, but it's just because, you know, Heel commentators, like, you never know such a bastard like Taz. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Taz a lot, um, but I don't think Taz is in the same... same. I don't even think Taz would say he's in the same league as Bobby Heenan or Jesse Ventura. I mean, he's got to have quite an ego if he decides that he's on the same level. Well, there is that, yeah. Well... There are quite a lot of people in wrestling saying this might be new information for you that have quite an ego. <laughs> <laughs> right, well. Where's the defibrillator? <laughs> well, before you know, we put anyone else in, I've got a list out here, right? Of people I can think of in like a 10 minute spree. And you're talking about heels, right? Not necessarily saying Bobby being here doesn't go in, but I'm just trying to mix up because there's loads of no mention. If you're talking about an actual heel that everyone hates, shouldn't JBL be a possibility? Because literally he gets on everyone's tits and nobody likes him. 
and he does the job so perfectly. Yeah, but Maru's already on, and JBL's not allowed anywhere near Maru. Not after what he did. <laughs> not after what he did. Yeah, yeah. Alan, I wonder before we start putting other names in, if it might be worth us just looking at the list and seeing if there's anybody on our lists of uh, what, before 8, 12, 16 people, so we've got 14 of them left, anybody that we're saying absolutely no way to, and we can rule some of those people out before we start ruling some people in. Well, that's fine, right? So, again, there may be people I've missed it, so I apologise if any of something are listening, but the names I've got here that nobody's mentioned have got Corey Graves. Yeah. Pat McAfee. Tuna as well. Such good shit, man. He was no. awful. Absolutely not. I thought he was alright. I'm not saying he was any great. Well, you were wrong. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, man. Um, Democracy. Shut <laughs> up, Booker T. Oh, for God's sake, no. No. Hell Again, no. In between meetings, probably. Johnson Coachman? No. David no, no, Cameron, no. I'd rather shit in my hands and clap than listen to Jonathan Coachman. <laughs> David Cameron, Josh Matthews? No, no. awful. <laughs> I've already said no, awful. Friends of the show, Billy Kirkwood? Oh, we all love Billy, don't we? We love Billy, but... No. What mainstream enough is that it? I would say if we well, were but- if we were doing this just solely on British commentators, I'd be up for putting Billy on that. Oh yeah, Brit commentators definitely. When, but we've opened it up to the we're world. Predom- we're predominantly focusing on <laughs> like British comment, like not British. We're, we're predominantly looking at the US commentators on this one. So you know, compared to who else we have on the list, I don't think like he, I don't think he would get enough recognition compared to them, judging mm-hmm. from like how their audience will be. Yeah, he's better known as a comedian than a commentator. Billy, if you're listening, I tried, mate. Love you, Billy. We love you. Um, Eric Bischoff. I love Eric Bischoff. We've got Young. Mm. Scott Stanford. Don West. Oh, I love Don West. Don (laughs) Sam Roberts. Absolutely not. Um, laughed out the building, Alan. Sam <laughs> meeting. Right, I was bored. This yeah. one could have been a really good shout for a heel, but just the fact that he's a racist. Uh, Jim Cornette. No. <laughs> good heel commentator. No Got time. forcibly removed. It's no. Uh, he's, he's an absolute no, but he was a good commentator back in the back in the day. But absolutely no way. I was yeah. gonna say you try to alienate us, Alan. Absolutely not. I mean, if if we're if we're looking at a Mount Rushmore of Sprite like sponsors, then maybe. But no, we're not <laughs> gonna have. For a decade. Yeah, I mean, well, put it this way: there's a reason why Quacker calls him Jim Bornet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, CM Punk. Oh, was that little okay. that he commentated on Raw? He was fabulous mm. in that role. Kevin Owens is a really good commentator. <laughs> I like Kevin Owens. with the tags on it still. <laughs> oh. uh, Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. Nah. Uh, Mark Stryker, Joey Styles, Nigel McGuinness, Michael Hayes, Byron Saxon, and Wade Barrett. That's I will a- give a like. I'll I'll show you not know, like my, that striker's actually been really good mm. on impact as of late. 
although on the emergence um t- like impact specially seemed to turn into a pirate and i don't know what happened like i am not even kidding you guys he seemed to turn into a pirate and I, like honestly it was like it was like that but just with like with spoken words like if you get a chance to sit and watch the emergence pay-per-view not even a pay-per-view but like he sounds like he sounds like a pirate but him and D'Lo have actually been doing really really well together they've been like, getting good reviews haven't they yeah like they're they're a good team better than you know the married couple of Madison Rain and Josh Matthews fair enough right so just because time's pushing on I think everyone else mentioned there no no right no. so we have this is my personal opinion it's up to yourselves we all kind of have potentially two to get put forward each. So, I'm put, look, well, we said for Gary, all Gary's could go in. Uh, Sarah, I think you've got, you said you were going to die on Excalibur. I, it's a hell I'm willing to die on, especially like for new age commentators. Like right now, he is the best goddamn commentator out there. He's doing really well. I've got Jerry Lawler, one part of the attitude, he's longevity. Dan's got Michael Cole, Paul Heyman, Tony Schiavone, Mike Tenet, you know, the task for his longevity. I mean, <laughs> I mean, is anyone prepared to put it and just go, this has to be my personal why? It has to be Taz because it's Taz. <laughs> he will suplex oh. you. It has to be Mike Adamley because he put a edict out. <laughs> no, he's like the sort of guy that's like sitting beside you. He's just like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I think Taz is I think Taz is a very good commentator and I think he's worthy for consideration. I'm not sure he makes a cut. I'm not sure. Taz just I mean just misses it. <sighs> I just lost. It's cool, I got marrow, I got one. Better than last time. <laughs> GR, you have to have the king. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> Unless he's dressed as a cheese toast, he's not getting on. <laughs> oh, I'm torn in the king, uh, but I'll, I think I'm probably in more to say that to say no. Dan, no Jerry Lawler. Sad Jerry Lawler. Well, last one. All right, Jerry's it. So I've taken over your your position. Uh, none going in. Later. Huh? None's got nobody's going in for mine. I've taken your position. Do you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah because hear. I went I went last the last time and that is why because when we asked to get our tag teams in, everybody said the good ones and I was stuck with, you know Lucha Bros. Right. So, and Edge and Christian. I know. Just, just looking at it written down, it's between Gerald and Soon, Jesse the Body Ventura, Bobby the Brain Keenan. Michael Cole, Paul Heyman, Tony Schiavone, Mike Green, am I correct? What about Only- Kevin Kelly? Uh, <laughs> on that last, uh, that. He just needed to get considered for a second. He's a top 10 guy, I'd say. Top 10, but not Mount Rushmore. Okay. I've got my, I'm going to take my win and sit here happily. You could- <laughs> Alan, do you want to, shall we run through that list one by one and say yeah or nay, and then we'll see how many of them are left in the yay column? Yeah. So we get Carl Munson, the voice oh. of basically the golden era. Maybe. 
he's a he gets my vote, obviously. My vote. Oh. I, I I think I have. Oh god, yeah. Well, it's, it's tough, tough, isn't it? It's tough. It's horrid. It is. Horrid. I think you've actually got like really, really good picks to decide from. We could do this show tomorrow, and I would probably change my mind. Mm-hmm. It's like the first. But we thing. can't because it has to go out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a schedule to deliver. Right. Sarah, are you going for Gorilla? Yes. Gorilla and soon is in. Okay, I think now, because we've got basically three faces, a heel has to go in. Ah. So uh, that rules out Mike Terrain, Tony Schiavone. Don Callis. I think, yeah. Uh, <laughs> random names at the end. <laughs> That's a nice thing. So you're talking then Paul Heyman, Jesse the Body Ventura, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and you could rank to an extent Michael Cole, his heel face. Michael Cole. Fuck off with Michael Cole. <laughs> I definitely think for for heel commentator, if we're putting a heel commentator in, if we put anyone, Pat Bob, if we put anyone, <laughs> not Pat, no, maybe, maybe if we do this show again in ten years, but no, because uh, then I'll be Excalibur. I'm like fucking Excalibur. Yeah, um, but if if we're gonna put a heel commentator in, it would be blasphemy of us not to put Bobby Heenan. Gary. I I agree. I think if I had to pick between Ventura and the Brain, I'm probably going to go for the Brain over them. Although I love Jesse and commentary. Is Pat McAfee even a heel anymore? Not really. I don't Not think really, he but he's, he's just an excited he's, party boy. He's <laughs> yeah. the best. He's having the best time ever. He's living his best life. He really is. So yes, I think I agree with Daniel on that that one. That's including Paul Heyman. Are we going? Paul oh, Heyman was so good, but you know, in terms of longevity, mm-hmm. I think the others, the others probably have it ahead of him. Yeah, I Heyman, trust in their judgment. Heyman's the manager's the greatest, but I, I'm kind of swayed Bobby the Brain here. So you go along with that, fam. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> you just see me and Daniel are like. <laughs> I mean, I know my boyfriend's called Daniel as well, but that's. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Me, Daniel Campbell. Paper written out for like. Oh, Daniel Campbell. And it's just a bit here saying Pam. Because he's just like, right, right, me, me, Daniel Campbell. He, Daniel King. Kick, 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 kick. It's a kick. No, that's it. Why to put the hand? Bobby the Brain here, he's in. I trust yeah. in the bl- I trust in your judgments. We yes. Sarah, you've got homework. Go listen to Bobby the Brain Heenan. Watch the 93 Rumble, Sarah. Watch the 93 Rumble. 93, right. Okay, I'm going to write that down. But oh, do you remember how you won was the Rumble? Was it not the 92 push? Rumble that Flair won it? Aye, that one as well. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you remember how you won a Royal Rumble quiz, but you totally che- cheated on Sarah? I won a Royal Rumble quiz? Yes. No, I never. Yes, I've never did. won a quiz. Yeah, oh, not nearly you did actually, but you cheated to get into the final of that one. Which one was that? Are, are you referring to Quiz Showdown 7? Yes, that's the one. That's How the one that I... Ryan won. How did yes. I get into the final? Because you totally did. <laughs> and that's the end of it. I mean, that that says a lot about Daniel because he was watching me this entire time. Like, Daniel Campbell, no, my Daniel, because he's... In another room. <laughs> and in another room, yes. Mm-hmm. 
But I did well, not cheat. That yourself, and you can make up your own mind. Was Sarah cheating? Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> so, cheat. God. The Mount Rushmore, Jr. Mauro Ronaldo, Zalamanson, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. That is it. Yes. Yeah. I'm getting lined up. The hammers out. We're going to start putting that together. Right. Excellent. We're I didn't know we're talking about Greg Valentine. He'd be hopeless in commentary. <laughs> you know who I like on commentary? Rocky Romero. I love Rocky Romero on commentary. You could have mentioned him. Well, do you know yeah, who but... I like on commentary? Mike Adamley. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else I like on commentary? Nicole Byer when she's doing Wipeout with John Cena. <laughs> and on that note, that is the end of the show. So I want to thank my guests, Sarah Green. I'm sorry for being a very big nuisance tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Gary. Thank you, Alan. And Sarah, you're sorry for being a nuisance just tonight. <laughs> and tune in next time for Quiz Showdown. It's Gary versus Sarah in a nuisance match. <laughs> Mate, no one can beat me at that. <laughs> ESSR Deathmatch where Sarah and Gary will fight to the death of who is the bigger nuisance. I have a bottle of barbecue sauce at the ready. <laughs> and Ado, thanks very much for listening. Take care, stay safe, and we'll speak to you later. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello guys, welcome to Quest Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell and in the show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown.